Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Uh, I want to give a pre-warning for this episode. This was one of the shows recorded at Turkey Palooza. Whenever, whenever we record in camp, it always makes for kind of more of a wild, a wild podcast, I guess. Uh, at this point... When we started recording, we were letting off steam, playing game of pool after game of pool after game of pool at Club 200, and uh, we were hitting the old fashions pretty hard. So this is a true hunting camp style podcast of us complaining about how stubborn the bird have been, joking around, of course, um, and just having a good time, really letting loose. And then Mark Jury jumps on later in the episode and basically... He's like, no, nope, they're not stubborn for me, and all made us feel like idiots, but it was, it was a good time. It was really funny. Um, but just know that going into this episode, it's not your traditional in-studio podcast, but it's also what you'd expect from us from being in hunting camp, uh, just just having a good time. Uh, I want to get some business out of the way um, on the front end and just let this uh, shit show be what it is for this week. Um, June 12th is the Working Class Bowhunter shoot. For people asking, you don't have to pre-register. You just register when you get there. Uh, so don't worry about that. We have the after party at Jigs' Tavern in Alexis, Illinois later that night. All the information for the shoot and the after party and everything is on our website, workingclassbowhunter.com. Um, also, big shout out to everyone who purchased a Geyer Memorial tee um, for Papa Dave and what we're going to do there with the Geyer Buck. Sold a ton. Your, if you don't have your order yet, it is going to be shipping out in the next day or two. Eric's been hustling, getting that done. Um, our bear hunt's coming up out in Wyoming uh, with Washke Double Diamond Outfitters. Uh, what else? We're going to have some episodes from that, a pre-episode, stuff like that. Um, trying to think. Trade shows. We're mapping out what trade shows to do for next year. Um, just trying to think ahead a little bit. We want to get to different places and places we've never been and see people and record and just have a good time with what we're doing so uh get to the business the podcast is presented by hha sports um code wcb15 if you're wanting to get into an hha site or rest or stabilizer now um they offer a lifetime warranty on all that stuff so if something crazy happens to your bow you know you're covered if you bought hha for all your accessories now um scent crusher 
I'm going to live out of my scent crusher bag in the canvas wall tent out in Wyoming for the bear hunt. Um, so that actually helps a lot, especially when showers are few and far between. I rely pretty heavily on the Halo series scent crusher unit because you don't have to have an outlet. You can just charge it and, and just basically map out your, your crush cycles accordingly. Um, but no, super thankful for all our partners. Those are going to be uh, HHA, Scent Crusher, Elite are going to be our top three um, Huntworth clothing in there. Top four for this bear hunt coming up. Got everything in the st- – everything's just a mess right now. We're building a new studio, packing for a hunt. It's going crazy. But um, Big Time, Rogue Ridge, The Grind, Old Barn Taxidermy, Gator Outdoors, Victory Archery, Thermoseat, um, new to the lineup, Spy Point, and Huntworth. Uh, we're going to get more into that here. Um, also, Loophole Optics and Slick Trick Broadheads. Um, Doug is not in studio with me, but we're going to have a veteran shout-out coming up on basically all the uh, upcoming episodes. And our veteran shout-out is brought to you by HHA USA, uh, HHAUSA.org. Um, all these links to everyone and all our promo codes are in the sponsors or partners tab on our website. Um, I kind of wanted to get through those because this is the second episode for the week and just kind of give you this crazy uh, content for your Friday morning or whenever you're listening, if you're listening uh, on time. So I'm going to quit rambling. I hope you enjoy and don't message us telling us how drunk we sounded. We were drunk, so we sounded drunk. Uh, hope you enjoy. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, we are at Club 200. This would technically be the second day of, well, the first full day of Turkey Palooza, but kind of like the second or third day of Turkey Palooza. Second night. I don't know how it works. Turkey Palooza has, like, strange rules. We didn't yeah. really have a definitive start and end date. Yeah, so this is like the first weekend day of Turkey Palooza, first Saturday. Um, it's been an absolute disaster, to be honest, right? Like, Hey, we have killed some shit. Stuff has died, but we need to, like, elaborate a little more on it, I think. like, It's, it's, it's been a shit show. It, it has been a shit show. Um, it's been rough <laughs> compared to past years, right? Chandler, <laughs> yes. you had the most experience. Like, you were from the most familiar out of this group with the area and the ground that we're at. Uh, it's just been rough. From the get-go, like, from first season through fifth, it's been rough the whole time. Yeah, it's like birds don't break. I mean, the birds this morning, we thought one was coming in, probably didn't break 60 yards. Yeah, like, I didn't even get my hopes up. Like, I heard him coming. I'm like, all right, we're having fun. You know, there's a bird close to us. We're going to get to listen to him, and then he's going to leave. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. happened. So, and But then we saw some jakes, uh, five jakes. Yeah, like five or six jakes came piling out in the field, and – Stood out, looked at us at eighty yards, and fed away. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah, there's there's another Jake over there, but we're not gonna go look at him. And for Why the record, we would kill a Jake. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> like, just let everybody know where we're at mentally. Yeah. So, and and then also, let me add this. So, uh, we didn't even do an introduction. Um, Doug, um, Peter Parker, it's your boy <laughs> over here, <laughs> slinging if webs. Su- <laughs> if you subscribe to our Patreon. You are getting, if you have not already heard it, <laughs> you are getting an exclusive podcast from Turkey Palooza that explains why we now call Doug Peter Parker. You might need to do that. Um, it got reckless. It. Uh, we have a $1, $5, $10. That's up to you. Or don't subscribe. That's your call. We're not making hey. you do anything. It's all on your own. Be in the dark uh, if you that want. That might yeah, be for only be, the yeah, uh, $10 the, people. Yeah, be in the dark if you want on that one. 
We'll do five and ten. They they deserve it. <laughs> Eric Common as always. What's crapping? Brady Miller, what's up, brother? What's going on, guys? Thanks for being here. Hey, it's good to be in Illinois. Um, your birds are acting just like Indiana birds, so it's just a thing, right? <sighs> They're tough. They're tough this year. It's it's um. Don't even get me started. It just seems like that's <laughs> the memo everywhere. It's for everything I've heard around basically the whole Midwest is these birds are just not acting right. They're not responding to calls. Well, let's get into that here okay. in a little bit, but I'm glad that you like fed that in a little bit. But uh, TJ was with you. Everybody knows she's TJ Unger as well, and you've been on the podcast a lot yep. in the past, a uh, few times now, right? Yeah, I think three or four now. Yeah, yeah. So um, normally hearing you guys with like uh, TJ or hearing you with TJ and uh, Phil Vanderpool and stuff like that in the past in the yep. ATA, and I don't know what the last podcast we did together, but anyway, it's uh, if people have listened from the get, they they know who you are. Yep. Uh, so thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, we thanks appreciate for having it. me, guys. Uh, the Lord, it. obviously, we we talked a bit already. Yep. What's up? Uh, Scotty Sullivan, Scoot, what I up? think is a nickname, right? Yep. Scoot. Scoot. Uh, you just joined us on Team Hang and Bang, Team Working Class, whatever yep. you want to call it. It was Team Hang and Bang, but now it's Team Working Class. He lasted yeah. more than a week. Lost I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My fellow trad guy. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Yeah, you're a traditional dude, huh? I am, yeah. You've been on the podcast. You actually got us in some trouble. Um, I, I didn't. Well, you didn't, but uh, let's but, talk about this for a second real quick, because this is going to kind of dive... For everyone at home that's like, what's going on? This is a, a <laughs> podcast at a hunting camp where we've had too many beverages and we're just doing things how we want to do it's it. It's a late mm-hmm. night. It's a late night. We're doing it how we want to go. We're just recording, having fun. Mm-hmm. So you, you've listened this far. You're strapped in. You might as well just finish the goddamn thing. No. Um, <laughs> this far? You act like it's 40 minutes in. <laughs> well, hey, well, listen. Just are, do the damn thing. Are you a quitter or, or what's going on with you? Like, what do you got in you? You know? Yeah. Com- commit or don't. That's up to you. Choose, choose your own adventure. Like we're already two days into this turkey palooza thing. We might as well finish the damn thing. Well, it's like choose your own adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you about it or are you not? So, um, if you're in it, hey, thanks for being here. We appreciate you. You're our people. Hell hey, yeah. welcome. Yeah, to this shit show. Hey, I just want to add that we're all running on about two, three. Maybe three hours, two yeah, minutes. The privileged ones, maybe asleep. four or five, and about twenty old fashioned. Yeah, I don't yeah. have. A I mean, I stopped counting. Tech, so I, I stopped counting last night. So. We've drank a lot of whiskey and a lot of Bush Light <laughs> yes. and a lot of yeah. Line and Kugels and, and a lot all of that mixtures. Yeah, um, Scotty, though, to give you a, to paint you a picture of our history, you were on talking about target archery and three D archery in the past yep. with the compound. Yep, I was also drunk on that episode too. <laughs> well, hey, it happened. <laughs> and uh, that's a given. We yep. had a local uh, hater. Yep, if you will. Uh, write our sponsors to talk about. Uh, we hated on a guy. Remember, remember when like all the uh, one of the big school shootings came out. What was that guy's name? He came out and he was like talking about a- anti-gun, ban firearms, yeah. anti-Second Amendment. Um, you know what was his name? He he was like advocating for clear backpacks, and then somebody was posting a meme of this kid holding the clear backpack, and in his clear backpack oh, was like a dildo, little skinny <laughs> white dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a dildo. I don't remember, but anyway, we talked about that on that podcast. We mentioned that, and this dude wrote Elite Archery, our sponsor, <laughs> and was like, "Hey, 
Just we so just, you know, the podcast is like talking about this, this, and this. Well, Elite, Elite reached right out to us and was like, hey, sent me a screenshot of the message so I knew who the dude was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you think that we don't have relationships with our partners? Like, <laughs> right, this yeah. is like, when I say we have friendships with our partners, we don't just make it up yeah, for we, fun. We know those guys. Yeah, we mm-hmm. know these people. Yeah, they and know, they what know we us. Do. And that's our community. Yeah, we're going to make fun of a kid that's fighting against the Second Amendment. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, Austin Arrow is what he goes by on Facebook, right? Because he's yep. a, a homo and people are basically <laughs> hunting this dude down so he doesn't have his real name on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So eat shit. Yeah. Um, so there, there it is. Um, so don't come at us. You better come correct because it's just not our fault that you're a he shitty might, person. He might have yeah. just had a clear backpack with a Dylan and just – Well, he got mad because we called him out on his own stuff. I mean – so that's hey, what it is. Everybody's got their thing. You know? Just keep cutting grass at Coles. We'll figure <laughs> it out. So <laughs> he got mad because Coles. we we went to a shoot together down in Georgia, and I told him when we were on our way back home, I was going to be on podcast. Yeah, and you guys want to do an episode with me? And he got he he was kind of sour about it. And why though? I don't know. That's why I don't understand. Because like, we didn't invite him. Because we didn't get I mean, him on. Yeah, yeah. He's legit good at shooting a bow. I mean, the guy oh, is. It? I mean, yeah. I heard he's good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But but if you're an asshole, yeah, I mean, you're a fucking dick bag about everything. Like, you don't get invited to shit. Like, well, <laughs> well, he, I just thought it was funny. He threw a year episode under the bus. But uh, moving along, that's that's the background of who everybody on the podcast here. Um, let's get back to the birds because it seems like this is the story everywhere. And at first we thought, and I'm looking at you, Brady, because you're, you, you're not from our area. Yeah. We thought it might just be this little pocket that we're in. But you're a little, you're four or five hours east of us. Yeah, we're almost six hours east of you. Six hours east. Yep. And you're experiencing the same thing with these turkeys. Same thing, man. It's been, I mean, it's been tough. TJ and I hunted. So our season came in on the 21st, I think. It was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We didn't hunt until Friday. Um and I, I was fortunate enough to kill my bird my first sit, but it was in the afternoon. We hunted all day with TJ first, and birds weren't working. You can hunt all day in Indiana? Yeah, so okay. there's no at that 1 o'clock thing. We can you gotta, you got to be so mad about that coming out on. <laughs> it, uh, it's kind of a blessing, but it's a curse. Yeah, right, right. Because when birds are fired up still in the afternoon, you want to chase them. But at the same time, man, a 14-hour hunt day waiting on turkeys is rough on you. Yeah. And that's what we ran into this year. I mean, no after I killed you. my yeah. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> after I killed my bird, we hunted. So we would have hunted Saturday, Sunday, and then evenings throughout the week, and then Saturday, Sunday the next weekend before TJ killed. And these are I'm not kidding, man, from daylight to dark turkey hunts. Long Love. day. And you're just wore out mentally and physically. Oh yeah. It's so, a long day. Yeah. That's it's a way super too long. long day. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, though, the birds, it's, it's not just your area. They're just not working. What do you think it is? Honestly, I think it's that cold spell we had. So we had, I want to say it was in early early to mid-March, we had probably 80-degree temps in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was warm, you mm-hmm. know, over here. Yep. And those birds got fired up, did a lot of breeding. and That they, early? Yeah. I think they started breeding early. And then basically what happened was is we got that cold spell. Our opening morning on the 21st, we had three inches of snow on the ground. Right. And <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I would assume some nests got wrecked. Um, it kind of set the turkeys back, and they started fresh. So they're, they're locked down with their hens. 
they're basically not having to go out and look for hens because the hens need rebred already. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically just flying out of the tree, linking up with a hen, and staying with them. There's no point in leaving. See, we talked about that too. We're and I don't. I'm super ignorant to like turkeys and turkey patterns. Like what you just said makes the most sense of anything I've heard up to this point. I would think. Like Chandler, do, do you th- do you agree with that? Like, yeah. I mean, I I can see what you're saying. I I can't figure it out. Like that makes sense to me, but uh, there's just no rhyme nor reason for what I'm seeing this year. I've never seen yeah. birds consistently hear a call and just walk like literally break strut and walk away from it like you see you see a bird at 80 yards and you call at him and he hears you and he breaks strut and goes away like yeah i've I've never seen that with multiple people that yeah that's consistent yeah that that is almost every time yeah yeah like that happened to us this morning yeah we hunted we had a bird coming in we're like getting excited maybe 60 yards maybe and then it's just game over and he's gone. <laughs> yep. He yeah, acted like he was interested, came from 200 yards to 60 and hung out at 60, probably seen the decoys and then just went away. Now you guys know what my frustration's been the last 5 years cuz <laughs> this is how my last yeah, 5 years have been. You're not wrong. That's why you practice shooting 60 to 80 yards, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, I get I'm going to text a friend right now and see if he has an opinion. And we'll go from there. If he texts back, we'll bring him up. He's getting it's getting a little late. I was say he's gonna like it at eleven fifteen. You never know with this friend. He might be up. <laughs> I'm an hour away from you guys, and it's the same ordeal where I'm yeah. at. At multiple guys around me, same thing. Hang up about sixty, sixty eighty yards. No interest. Mm-hmm. Just back don't out. commit. Yeah. I, I in my ignorant thought, I don't know shit about turkeys really. I'm like, is there too many hens? Kind of like the too many does theory. I mean, it, we don't have that problem. Like, our bird population is still growing in Indiana. Like, we probably seven years ago, we didn't have turkeys. Like, very few spots had turkeys. So, I don't, I don't really think it's that. I mean, honestly, I think this whole COVID deal, all these turkeys got, got together, started Zooming. Had a Zoom call, or like, hey guys, if that decoy is not moving, don't go. That makes, <laughs> like, a, that just, makes a lot of sense. Actually. I mean, really, I think they just all. I hope up. you're wrong, but that, well, that's my whole theory. Out. Is like when birds are fake because the government like controls them. <laughs> I thought maybe that they had a memo yeah. with bird turkeys. Yeah, like, listen, the whole simulation thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when the government shutdown is you never saw a turkey. Yeah, I was strutting around. Yep. So. Hey, hey just, I see turkeys on power lines. I'll believe it. Hey, listen. That's why I said, you ever seen an ostrich on a power line? Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> the difference is they just solar power the bigger birds. Hey, they just put their head in the ground, so they're charging somehow. Yeah, that's their yeah, charging that's port. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Tesla charger. Yeah. Just plug it in. Yeah. It, it's weird. And honestly, it's a little disappointing, like, everything that's going on. But it's a lesson learned. Like, we'll talk. I, I have a feeling we'll talk about yeah. this year or maybe next year might be the same. Whatever the God, I hope spell not. is going okay. through, we'll we'll probably talk about this for a long time. Like, hey, remember that year where nobody wanted to talk? It was just mm-hmm. a, a shit show. Yep. We did we did get a little bit of uh, action today, though. We did a we little did. bit, and I don't know which part you're talking about because well, it, it D- was Doug got to uh, okay. Got oh, to oh, 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 we're going right into it. Peter Parker pulled it off, <laughs> spread some web. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So uh, we hunted. Me and Eric went out in the morning. Yep. Didn't see 
goddamn. Well, we saw a hen. We saw a hen that came through about 87 miles an hour. Right, day, right at daylight. Right. And then I decided to take a nap, and Doug woke me up because there was a deer in the field. Wait a minute. You were sleeping, yep. and Doug was awake. Yep. Okay. Yep. You mean his Eric, call, his Eric, calling Eric didn't keep slept. you awake? What's that? he probably say all morning. <laughs> his calling didn't keep you awake? I, he slept right out. through it. Slept right through it. Then we see the coyote I mean, running I'm calling across. all the time. You are. You never saying. shut the hell up. <laughs> I don't give a shit. We sat so. there for about an hour, and I'm like, I'm over this shit. <laughs> Ross told the story. Ross was hunting with you yesterday morning. Uh-huh. Ross said you would fall asleep. You'd be out. And, and this is on video, I'm assuming, Wade. You were passed out, and he said you'd kind of like wake up a little bit, and then you'd be like, <laughs> and then just like nodded hey no response he ain't getting response from me either <laughs> leaving him leaving him on read red so uh I just love that like the way Ross explained it to me it's it's an off audio type thing dude like you're just like Wake up from a nap and then just back to sleep. Exactly. It just gives yeah. people an idea how rough turkey palooza can be. It's fucking rough. It's true, and that's what it was. I mean, yeah. it's, some gal would be like, "Oh, so I'm, I'm awake now." How would you eat thirty Woodford cherries in a night? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it keep whiskey it soaked cherries. I'm just saying, look into it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear this. Let's hear the story. All right. So this morning was pretty shit. Um, I did have a, I did have a turkey call back at me. I heard a, I heard a gobble back at me. Yeah, that was probably one of the best gobbles. He probably the best. Brody, son of a yeah. guy. real deep, real big bird, <laughs> mature. Real, yeah, so basically, we were sitting three hundred yards from them guys this morning. Ross and I were, and we weren't having any luck. Bird hung up, and he just left, stopped gobbling. So we decided we were mushroom hunting. Mm-hmm. We started mushroom hunting, and we both took our hats off, filled our hats full of. I mean, they were they were good, good morels. Pile. And uh, we're we're on this hillside in a big ravine, and we knew them guys were up there somewhere. And all of a sudden, you heard yup 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 yup, and I was like, "That's that's Doug. That's no turkey." So, it sounded good, though, right? It sounded all right. Ah, thank you. All right. It sounded like you just woke up, though. Maybe um, I did for sure. I just woke up. <laughs> now Eric could be seeing this hungry. point for all I know. I love that shit, dude. Uh, so fun. So I called back to him a little bit. Did did my best gobble I had, and I think they were sitting there, ready, gun in hand, just waiting. Oh waiting yeah, for that bird, Doug, Doug, waiting for that bird to come out of that room. Doug's like, oh, there's a gobble. <laughs> no, no. And then he no. goes, he goes, there's a hen with him. And so he's like, <laughs> no, no, just time out, time out. Then he calls again, <laughs> and then Brady. <laughs> and Doug goes, that's Ross. <laughs> Look, that's Ross or Brady for sure. <laughs> but then they co- they confused the hell out of you me. You called them out on it. You said that. Right, right, he I, said right that. I heard. I was like, Ross. that's for sure, Ross or Brady. <laughs> and then um, it was that bad. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, it was terrible. The thing that confused me was is they never came up to us and like. They just stopped. You figured we'd walk up and yeah. be like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, well, didn't okay. want to get shot. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. True. Doug's going to wake up and be like. <laughs> I saw Ross's, I, I saw yeah. Ross's beard thinking, like, damn, it's a long beard. <laughs> it's a long beard. It's a hen with a goddamn beard. <laughs> that ain't no Jake. <laughs> I, know, I know a Tom when I see one. <laughs> uh, they never came up, so I was like, well, shit. And I'm just been dumbass Jake. 
<laughs> like a half gobble. It was them, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. Like, a Jake's got, like, a shit gobble. Yeah, you yeah. hear some, some Jake's try hard. And, and this was not a Jake gobble. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Brady gobble. It was, it was something. So, I'm, wor- yeah. I'm working on it. Can you reenact it? <laughs> no. 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 I'd like to hear I'm it. actually getting voice lessons for <laughs> my gobbling. You're taking vocal can, lessons? Yeah. yeah Leedle, I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to get that throat into it a Some little Some guys more. can rip it. Like, Doug, you you used to be pretty good. I'm not trying to put you I'm, on the spot. I, I have my moments. When you fire them off, like, as a joke, yeah. like, they're pretty good. But if you, I guarantee if you did it right now, it wouldn't be like I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I, I'd rather not. I gobble... I don't do it like actually calling it turkeys. It's like a last ditch. It's yeah. like I'm whipping a frisbee out there yeah. hoping somebody You're catches it. You're throwing a Hail Mary. Yeah. I did it today. I didn't think it sounded bad. I've done it before. I throw a diaphragm in and just lay out like a solid like tone, and I literally take my finger and go <laughs> on my lips. It sounds all right. Well, hey, it would make a bird shot gobble if he heard yeah. it. Yeah. Because he'd be scared for his life. Yeah. He'd be yeah. like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. But like. I'm kind of like what we did this morning. <laughs> Whoever's made that noise, I'm going to kick their ass. <laughs> yeah, it's like that was a bitch gobble. But that's the goal, right? You yeah, don't want to be That is the goal, yeah. I've done yeah. it. I was doing it third season. I was trying to. Were you doing that the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> In my head, painting the picture of a Tom in there with a, a hen, I don't know, as a last-ditch effort. Hey, I always just say, you know, if that bird's 300 yards through the woods, through some hills, it's gonna sound enough like a turkey. That, that yeah, it's gonna. I mean, realistically, their brains are pretty small. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even if like Doug's small brain was across a holler, <laughs> he might think that's a turkey too. You know what I mean? It worked. No, I never fell for that. But. You know, if, if if Doug hears a fucking bush light crack at 300 yards away, you know he's coming. It makes him shot <laughs> gobble. He's like, ha 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 ha. Peter Parker. That is true. Peter Parker. I'm uh, I'm stringing some webs that way. It makes Doug just like post Instagram posts out there to get like cheap duck guide hunts. Yeah. Free I'm, duck hunts for influencers. I'm tagging random people in that. Females mm-hmm. only. Yeah. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Doug single. Good, I, good insurance. Iowa snow goose hunt. Let's throw charge some. free. Iowa openings April. for a fall of twenty one. <laughs> Possibly you. I'm all about <laughs> conservation hunts. Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw some loads. Let's see yeah. what happens. You know. <laughs> Call it a charity, and everybody's suddenly okay with it. Call it a charity. Next thing you know, he's doing fucking flamingo hunts. Doug's doing hunts for charity for girls with low self esteem. <laughs> You got to bump the numbers up. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. Bless your heart, man. That's too. I'm just trying to help people. Yeah, that's out. too kind of you. Yeah. <laughs> so too kind. just trying to help them here. You know, too kind. charity, Doug. <laughs> but what, what do you think is going on with the birds? Like uh, Brady, what you broke down. The, that's that makes the most sense, right? That I've heard. Yeah. There's another thing TJ and I were talking about last weekend. So with the cold weather that came, you know, it slowed down all the growth in the woods, and those birds don't have to go out. Basically, the fields to find hens. They can basically see them from the trees, see them fly down, and they just come down. And there's no foliage in the woods to really block. Oh man, see that? There's a lot of uh, good ideas out there. Yeah, I mean, they're just ideas. I would not take that as fact. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah. All I know is like the uh, breakdown of it is what's fun about it, right? Like Like, in my thing is because TJ and I talked about this. Like we're starting to feel like we're getting pretty good at this whole turkey hunt thing, and. You know, we're doing it with bows and no blind, and, like, we're figuring it out. Yeah, I, and I, you guys are top-notch Well, that's how we, I would That's how guys. we felt until this season. <laughs> and I'm like, you yeah. know what, I, I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, I don't know anything about turkeys. Like, yeah. I'm like, I think he's going to do this, this, and this, and I'll follow it up with, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything no, about it. I have no idea. You can't figure yeah. it out. But, but for the record, I do. When I think about top archery turkey killers, I think uh, Brady and TJ are probably in that mix. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are guys that consistently kill birds. In the video with quality, too, of it all. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's good. that doubles down as even being that much better than the rest of the crew. Everybody, everybody calls them a stupid-ass bird. But when you go to hunt them, why are they so damn smart? Well, no, Dude, I think the problem is not that they're smart. I think that they're so dumb that they're difficult because yeah. there's no predictability. Yeah, well, I agree with like that. A, a deer does typically logical things that make a deer survive. Yeah. And a turkey does sporadic fucking things that make no mm-hmm. sense that make a turkey survive. Bird brain, man. Yeah, it's a bird I, brain. They're yeah. dumb. They just have extremely sharp senses. Yeah. I mean, they're sight. I can kill deer, but like. Go out in the woods, try to kill a turkey. Like, I go to work, pay my bills. Like, I'm pretty smart. Motherfucker <laughs> outsmarts my ass all the time. Like, what the fuck's up with this damn thing? You're giving, you're giving yourself a lot of credit. I own a house, you piece of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Man. I, pay I own a place. You live in the woods, <laughs> yeah. asshole. I, I got a PMI, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to fucking skirt me. But Man. but the thing that's what it is. I it's like just survival instinct. If there's something that triggers yeah. a certain instinct, they just re-trigger a different direction. It's almost yeah. like it's just like that's not right this way. That's not right. Well, I feel like doing this. Like you watch a turkey move. We were watching a hen today come out of a. Uh, it was basically some brassicas. Like regrow- it was a big time plot that was from last season. Regrown in like yellow flower yep. brassicas yep. or whatever yep. you want to call it. We're sitting there watching, like, oh, there's a hen in the middle of those brassicas. And we're waiting for her to move out so we could move in yeah. to try and basically get on a, a tom that we saw in there and kind of skirt it out. Like, not – he wasn't spooked. Anyway, he moved his way on. We're watching this hen move. I'm like, all right, yeah, she's skirting right. That's what we want. She's skirting right. She go, she'll go right and move on, do her thing, and then we can slip in do our thing. Skirts right. Skirts way left. Skirts straight for a while, straight for us. Like, okay, what? All right, skirts right. Oh yeah, she's going right. Nope, here she goes. She's going back left. That's like make up your fucking mind with your bird brain. Like, we got sick of it after twenty minutes. We're just like, all right, we're gonna bust her out. Yeah. yeah. We, and of course, we went right to her, and she flew directly over where the tom would have been. Yeah. Probably blew him out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. We're just going. We're not waiting on her. Anymore. I wish yeah. you could kill hens right now because there'd be some dead ass birds. <laughs> Dude, dead ass hens. <laughs> It's just I don't a give weird, a shit. It's a fucking bird. It's a weird time. Well, so a year ago, pretty much today, we had a podcast. With, uh, we did a Turkey Palooza podcast, and we did we had Mark Drury on. We just called him randomly, and he had a he broke down like uh, wind out of the east, birds gobble the least, mm-hmm. and he had he kind of broke that down for mm-hmm. us. Now, do I remember all the details? No, but it's, it's in, some old timer that told him that. Interesting, you know. Um, we had a southeast this morning, right? I mean, it was a little out of the east. It I mean, was like a, uh, every yeah. time it was a pretty went, hard east wind. I didn't pay today. attention. Every time yeah. I went hunting, it had to be an east wind because I haven't heard shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it must have been nothing but east winds. <laughs> yeah. It actually was an east wind. Cause Channel, east remember, remember we went to that one farm where we set up with the tall grass, and the guys were excavating all the trees and shit like that and burning yeah, the piles? Yeah, it was blowing towards It was blowing yeah. east. Because yep. right when the sun came up, it was blowing right in our face. And the sun was right. Yep. The sun but, was on the east. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it'll, a good call. It came from that consistent. way. It's so consistent. The wind came from that no, way. No, it rose out of the Isn't south. Isn't it crazy how it comes from that way it every time? It comes from the east every time in the morning. Yeah. It's like, man, are you ever going to do anything different? Yeah, it's fucking Yo, wild. It's so move uh, around. So predictable. Move around. Yeah, it's so, like, so predictable. It's like I wish the earth would just spin a different way sometimes, you know? So I, so I can kill a bird. Yeah, right. It's like an east wind just spin the if other way. If it changed way, so up, it'd the... probably be more fucked up than it is now. <laughs> just knock the liberals off the face of the earth. <laughs> knock them into the ocean. That would be bad. Another Bermuda Triangle. Spin it out of the south. The flat earth- earthers will be really messed up. Yeah. Learn to swim. <laughs> hey, listen. Water's cold. So... Anyway, like the whole east wind thing is interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is. It, it would be if it was off pattern from the rest of the season. I'd be like, that's what it was. Tomorrow's yeah. another yeah. day, but that's not the case. And I'm trying. I should have uh, prepared and hit up some homies that have a m- much longer turkey experiences than we have, and be like, hey, what what are you seeing? Like, yeah. is this uh, is this an awkward year? Or are we just idiots? I feel like Ross is the guy to like jot this down. I feel like it is an awkward year, though. I mean, Seriously, it, no, it has to be. I don't. I care a minimal amount about turkeys, mm-hmm. but I feel like Doug, you're a little more invested from I the think crew. Austin is too. Like, I mean, we, yeah, Austin, we've been you're more invested in grinding. We've we've both been out and there. I've, grinding. I've called yeah. in Tom's. They just don't come into the decoys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the problem we had too. I mean. We called they're, they're, in. They're, I saw. There. I saw so many birds this year. Like we had multiple birds mm-hmm. on fire, and then they just stop, mm-hmm. and they just won't commit. I can't say I've ever invested more time in a turkey season yeah. than I have this year, and I've had one bird, like one solid encounter where he actually worked all the way into the decoy, gave me a shot, and I blew the shot. But yeah, had one opportunity where it actually yeah. worked the way it was supposed to, yeah. out of. I don't know. How 15, many hunts? Yeah. 15, 17, 20 mornings. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Rough. That's I mean, rough. Uh, and that's like, you know, Those you're making bad numbers. Two, two and three sets each morning you go out and do yeah. it 15 times. You got 30 sets out there and make it work one time. Chandler, you mentioned something today about in Iowa, and I'm sure you heard just this just through the grapevine. They're considering not having a turkey season next I, year. I don't want to say that what? on the podcast. Because I'm kind of talking out of school, but okay, okay. I heard through the grapevine that turkey numbers could be in trouble in Iowa, and they were considering maybe, like, I don't know if they're going to shut the season down next year or whatever. What? Something I heard. Yes. I don't know that it's a true thing. I've never heard, do you know uh, why I heard it through the grapevine. Why they're saying numbers are down? I, I, I heard it was a disease predator. thing. I don't okay. know. Disease? I heard. Uh, I'm probably full of shit. Pike, That's right. <laughs> Pike yeah, County. I've, I've never heard that. I'm probably I, full I, of shit. I don't seen like this that, on though. Facebook. It was shared by a buddy of mine. Um, Pike County numbers last year, turkey season, 32 birds killed in Pike County. That's it. No uh, the way. whole turkey season, 32 birds. That's it. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was all that ice and shit we got you know, late last year. And I mean, they just have a bad hatch the year before or what? I think it's predator stuff. Well, well, the bobcat. raccoon population's yeah. insane, well, and we're seeing bobcats explode. Did Illinois go back to getting rid of bobcat season, putting in for a tag Not for it? Not that I know of. They didn't. I thought they went. I thought they were trying to get rid of that again. Okay, I have a buddy here. My phone level is low. It may have an iPhone charger in this building. I yeah. got one in my truck. You got one? Where's yeah, that? There's that, one right upstairs. over there somewhere. Bro, you got to get an Android. I've uh, no. I've been playing YouTube videos all night on my goddamn phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Don't ever get an Android. I need to charge this mofo. Mm-hmm. I got to get him shit. That way too short. Um, we got a buddy that's in 10 minutes that so he can be ready for a call. And I got oh, some cool. questions for turkeys. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> what do you got going, Wade? Camera's dead. <laughs> Hasn't even been running this whole if time. If you don't want to risk it, let's not risk it. I just would hate for a phone to die during this. You say he's got 10 minutes till he's ready? Yeah. Do you want to? We, we started getting into your story. Oh, yeah, get into uh, it. Get into it. Yeah, no, you're good. Get into it. Yeah. Why we're so, waiting. Thanks, Wade. Um, the, man. the the morning ended. We, we met up back here, got ready. We were going to go uh, run and gun. I decided to drop the bow, and it's uh, super medic season. Three and a half inch time. <laughs> You know, wake him up a little bit. Super max. Yeah. He's shoot him in the face. Smack something in the face. Even the playing field a little yeah. bit. Time to let him know. Three and a halfers. Get on the dance floor with him a little bit. Because turkeys were made to be shot in the face, right? They were. and it feels I hear that a lot. <laughs> and it feels right when you do it. The reason I'm shooting <laughs> three and a half is because they don't make a four. <laughs> they should. If they made a five, I'd have my shoulder be disconnected right now. <laughs> no collarbone. <laughs> be like a BMX kid on a bad fucking yeah, five legit inch, mule kick. <laughs> yeah, it weighs two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were running gun and running around, trying you know, looking at fields, trying to find birds. Stopped to look for some mushrooms. Yep. And uh we're driving down and Ross says, uh he always sees some birds right here. We're driving by and Tank literally says, I just saw a Tom on the off the road. I'm like, Oh shit. I didn't no one else saw him but Tank did, so we pull over, we get geared up. Our mean tank take off about 80 yards into the timber, go around them. With the reaper, right? With the reaper, yeah. And uh, The grind reaper. The grind reaper, yeah. We put a, a good old fan on her, too. Look good. Oh, you put it like a, a real a, fan? A real fan. Which, so, that's great you have that option. It looks way better, too. Does that decoy come back, with, with a fan? Yeah, it, it comes with an artificial fan, fan, but it has the okay. option. You can pull yeah. yours out and put a real one oh, in. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, okay. it's just Velcro, too. So what's good it, about the grind is the price point's like, 50, 60 bucks gets 60, you into yeah. a high-quality decoy mm-hmm. set. Yeah. And it's super easy to do, too. Like, you just switch them out real quick. It's a, just a Velcro strap. Yeah, it's a Velcro strap. So uh, we run back there 80 yards, and me and Tank stop, and uh, I call to see if I hear a gobble. Nothing, which is not good. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, well, he was on this ridge. So I take the decoy. I go, I go in there a little bit. I get all the way down there. Nothing. I'm like, son of a bitch, like. Tank, you're seeing stuff, man. Yeah. I, I, no, only Tank's the one that saw him, so I'm just in my well, Tank head. had just reaped a bird. We haven't got this story on. Day before. Two days. Yeah. Day before, two right, days right, before. Right. So uh, there's one more ridge, and I, I almost got, because I almost got to the road, and I was like, they're gone. So I almost called Ross to come get us. I was like, I'll, I'll check the one more ridge. It's a bigger ridge. So I get over there. I got the decoy. I'm walking through, and then uh, I'm getting close to the road. I'm like, damn, like. They must have. They must have left. And all of a sudden, I hear a putt to my to my right, and I look over, and there's a there's a turkey standing on a log, just putting. And I'm like like 60 yards out. I'm like, oh shit! So I heard it hide behind the decoy, do a few yelps to maybe calm him down a little bit. But uh, <laughs> just to let him know, he is he definitely still putting. He knew something was up. So hey, uh, what what putting? Just like like that warning dog. that warning like the warning know. like he he knew something was off. So uh, it was probably because you were hiding behind a 
Well, I mean, I'm I, behind I, a male bird yelping. Yeah, <laughs> something's not right here. Yeah. I don't know what it is. What the hell is that? Or, or bird doesn't identify as anything. <laughs> it's a, this is a fucking transgender. I've never I mean, seen one of these. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they even stuck around because they probably saw a full body with a decoy walking one way while they're the other way. <laughs> you were putting minimal effort into this. I I was trying, but I didn't know what the hell they were. You they gave up. Yeah, they weren't talking back, so I didn't know what they were. Anyway, so I saw him finally, and I, I got the decoy. I, I, I got like 20 more yards in, and then he finally stops, and he's putting, and I'm like, I have a decoy and a gun in one hand. I'm trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to do this. And then finally I just said, fuck it, and just dropped the decoy and stood up, and he put his head up, and I just blasted the fuck out of him. <laughs> at 30 yards, I just threw the half inch right started blasting. Dude, three and a half inch right to the face, and he... <laughs> He, he didn't like it. Blasting. Dude, he literally dropped like a sack of potatoes. He like, didn't on, like it. Dude, he dropped on his back and didn't move. Like, just... Didn't in, flop at just, all. N- no flop, just wings in the air and just laid there. Crucifixion. <laughs> Three and a half to the face. No kidding. <laughs> dude, it was crazy. I just started blasting. <laughs> dude, I just stood up and I put the bead right there and I just whammed him. It just felt right. <laughs> it Whammy. It felt so good. He didn't flop or nothing? Not flop. Well, he flopped when I put my, you know, gave him a little stomp on the neck, but... <laughs> Yeah, what is it about that? It's just so like refreshing. The t- the shotgun <laughs> kill? No, the stomping on their head, standing on them. It, it's yeah. it's you have closed the deal. Yeah, it's yeah. accomplishment. It's like, That's what you, I think. You are you not entertained? In well, because right. I mean, you mean heard stories of people walk up on trees and they take off. Yeah, yeah. you got. So I think it's like them down. the final. Uh, yeah. It's over. Yeah, dude, I got you. It's yeah. the it's the uh, the seal on the on the. The letter that's about to get mailed out. Like, here it is. It's official. This is yeah. the, uh, I'm I'm, too f- I've had a successful hunt. Mail it out. I just yeah. signed the papers. I'm too it's fat mine. to get up that quick. <laughs> you what? I'm too fat to get up that quick. Dude, I, uh, I'll tell you this. Last year when I hopped out of that, I had more compliments on me hopping out of that ground blind than me decapping that bird. And we stepped out of the ground blind in the same spot this morning. And I don't know how I got out of that thing as smooth as I did. It was <laughs> luck. Because any other time, I would have ate shit. It would have made... <laughs> For a much better video. I feel like the the running after the bird after your shot is more of a tradition thing yeah. than it is, like, necessary. Like, like chasing them down. I mean, you just shot the bird with a 12-gauge. Yeah, but with, a, with like, an archery kill, I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. It's an archery kill instinct. But, like, I feel like yeah, it's more of, like, a tradition. Like, But I feel like it's a little a bit of, of, like, people know? know, like, turkey behavior, how... Like resilient they are, they can get up and mm-hmm. run off. Like in, they can yeah. run, get up and run dead. Yeah, yeah. they're dude, it, they're some of the toughest animals I've ever are. seen. Yeah, like they're zombie birds, man. Dude, that, that's a get up and get your get your game type like instinct that comes in because one, you know, like a, a bird can be dead to right and get yeah. up and just run his ass yeah. off, yeah. Yeah. and you, they'll bury underneath some some down tree yeah. and, and you'll never, never find, find never ever find them. They it's crawl. like a chicken yeah. running around with his head cut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's why the you put them in the street. Cone. Yeah, Brady and TJ will know. Nice. Like, every, <laughs> okay. Every time you release an arrow, like you're basically ready to run. Yeah, I got a couple good stories we'll get to later on our Indian hunts this year. <laughs> I, I, um, I saw the videos. <laughs> we'll get to that after a bit. But well, I mean, the the first I've seen guys run after birds. Mm-hmm. The first one that made me laugh is when Doug killed that Jake in Kansas, and in the video you see you whap this bird. And then the bird takes off, and then it like goes out of focus. You see Doug rounding in a corner, and I didn't. Doug is fast, for the record. Hey, I got some speed. Track star. Doug, <laughs> track star. I, I didn't know this. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> I ra- I raced Doug 
we had the uh, the Sin Crusher Mobile Shower Working Class Edition suits, and for a funny video with Combination Creative, we like did a sprint race <laughs> with the suits on, and like I got you on the whole shot, but then Doug's like ripping past me, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. He's fast. Like I didn't expect Doug <laughs> to be fast. Long I'll, su- legs, I'll surprise you. Coming to find out, he was like this track runner guy, and I didn't know that. I so. did it like <laughs> it's probably the when, air, when aerodynamics of the stash too. I mean, that helps. I mean, we're gonna call you White Lightning. Aerodynamics <laughs> come into play sometimes when you're Flash Gordon over here. I guess <laughs> Peter Parker. Yeah, hey. it's not Flash Gordon. Yeah. He's not a Marvel hey. guy. He's White Lightning. Dale's fast. George Jones. <laughs> Dale's fast. And if I'm not fast enough, I'll put you in the wall. I don't care. <laughs> or yourself. If you're faster than me, I'll put you in the wall. Yeah. Easy. Dale put himself in the wall, well, too, so remember that. Didn't even say um, that, but. Oh. <laughs> hey, you're, oh, you brought that up. Yeah, that that's on you. I did. Hey, everybody dies, whatever. God damn. Jesus. Dark, tough out here. Um, Let's talk about some Indiana hunts and running after well, birds. Real quick, I just want to follow up with after after Doug killed that bird this morning. Ross and I are like, all right, let's let's get back out there. We got you know an hour and a half to hunt. Yeah. A refresher, if yeah, you will. Yeah, and we're feeling good now. Yeah, so we're like, all right, you know, some birds are out, obviously. Well, when we had got up that morning, we de- were pretty lazy and didn't want to carry all our stuff. So yeah. we took the strutter decoy and left the hens, left our chairs, everything. Then we go walking back in there, and right before we get to the woods, you know, yelp, 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 nothing. We come around that corner, and there's a big old fat beard standing on top of the hen just going to town. On your on decoy? This, yeah, yeah, right in front of our setup, t- 12 yards in front of God. our setup. Damn it. Get it, Scotty. So, obviously, he saw us. And you guys let the decoys came back, and he was there. Yeah. He basically got caught with his pants down. How much time from when you left and came back? Oh, wow. Uh, two left. and a half. Three oh, hours, maybe. Maybe more. Than, yeah, three hours, probably. Probably three hours. No shit. Yep, and he and we talked about it before we left. We're like, you know, we probably ought to sit here all day. It's a it's a big, basically, old logging road right on a ridge, and the birds it's just probably, naturally yeah. it's use it. It's probably a picture, yeah. And, Long beers to travel, but I mean, it's really hard to sit there and deer hunt turkeys. Like you it's only got limited deer- time. You're like, <laughs> you I don't move. Done that. That's the best way to word that. It's hard to sit and deer hunt turkeys, yep. and that's my issue. And that's Eric's issue at a yep. deeper level with turkey hunt. I can't yep. do that. Oh, it's, if they're talking, it's a blast. But when it's right. like this year and they mm-hmm. won't talk, it's like, well, are we going to sit here all day and look at the blind, or uh, are we going to go out and try to find something? Yeah. You know? I you just want to be more aggressive with them. Yeah. because It's more when, fun. When they're working right, though, you can do it. You can spot a bird, set up on them, get him to see decoys, and he'll come running. Right. But, you know, this year's just been different. So Right. Okay. So yeah, that was that was like a kick in the nuts on that deal when we walked in and saw that. But I'm like, how long do you think he was there? He'd been there, dude. Like the ground, it looked like a cattle lot. It was so <laughs> tore up. <laughs> oh oh was, the gosh. stake on the decoy was bent in half. She was laying on her side, like it was. It oh was bad. He'd been standing on it. Yeah. And shit. He's probably just on top of the world. Like yeah, yep. I fucked that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's mine. Mad. That's mine. I tapped that. I and mean, he did it right in front of the other hand. That's just like staring at him, and he didn't care. <laughs> But we you're, basically, you know, by then next. we had we had an hour left, and I'm like, you know, at this point we might as well just set up. We right. spooked that bird off, but there's birds all over. You just got to get them to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we had, I think it was 13 minutes left of legal because we can only hunt till one. Yeah. And I'm just ripping on the call, and all of a sudden, way down, way down in there, I'm like, dude, he answered me. So I called again, answered, kept calling, kept calling. You could tell he was getting closer. And uh, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, all right, like eight minutes. Like he's got to cover some ground. Yeah, he's got to move real quick. And uh, basically what happened was is 
I, I, I shut up because I'm like, I'm going to let him come to me. Like, he, I don't want him to think because naturally, so I just learned this this year. So the reason Tom strut and gobble is for breeding, I mean, basically for hens to come to them. So the natural thing is for hens to go to Tom's, not Tom's yeah, come yeah. to hens. So I'm like, I'm just going to shut up. And he just gobbled and gobbled, like waiting for a response. Waiting for her to come that way. Yeah. And, AKA you. Yeah. And like, I didn't even have to call and he was just like trying to get a response out of me. And I just sat there, sat there. Well, the next time he gobbled, he was like 80 yards. I'm like, all right, this is going to happen. I'm looking, I'm like four minutes and, uh, four minutes, dude, like it's cutting. And I took the gun on this deal. I, I just gave up the bow, you know, last, last day. And, uh, yeah, he hung up at 80 yards right across the valley and just gobbled and gobbled and time ran out. So it is what it is. I mean, that's why they call it hunting, not killing. Exactly. So it's, that's funny. You say that because I learned that too, this year is like, that's, they, they're waiting for the hens to come to them. That's why they strut around and show mm-hmm. shit. Um, 1 o'clock, man. That's my buddy's ready to take okay. this call. I'm going to put him on speaker and hold it up to my headset because I have no other way of plugging it in like on the fly here. So we're going to try it. Um, let's see how this works. Put it up to Scotty's. He's not using it. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, what's going on? You're going on. How are you? I'm good, bud. How are you doing? Is that is that coming okay through the headset? Yeah, all right. yeah we can hear I it. can hear. We got Mark Drury is calling in. What's up, man? You know what? I've been up for like 40 days. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing birds? No, oh, hell yeah. I haven't slept. Okay, so... First of all, thanks for doing this again, because last year in Turkey Palooza, I don't know if you remember, we called you, like, middle of the night, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're up talking turkeys, and you called in. Like at 10 to 12. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Well, we're we're talking birds right now and how stubborn they've been this year and just, like, basically not responsive to calls or decoys or anything, and I just wanted to see if you were having the same experiences. We're not, no. Really? Based on that description, no. No, no east wind. We've had a really, really good season. Okay, well, that changes the whole dynamic of this. <laughs> I guess we just suck. We yeah, must we just suck. Yeah, we all just suck, apparently. Because our 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 narrative, Mark, is that they're basically – and what I'm talking about, our area is basically western Illinois to – we're at, Brady? In northeast Indi- Indiana. Northeast Indiana, that – they're just they they come in sixty yards, see the decoy, strut around, break strut, and then leave. Well, those are young birds generally. I mean, that's a two year old. So, it, it, in that situation, you got to just change your tactic and get off of whatever decoys you're using. I mean, we we've killed a lot of turkeys just with a single hen this year, and no jakes. And I mean, we, we had a few birds do that early, but we switched tactics. You know, so it's it's just really uh what the population dynamic is, you know, if you had a lot of jakes the previous year, lay off the jakes the next year in terms of what decoy placement you're putting out there, because you're going to be dealing with a lot of two-year-olds. And when you're dealing with two-year-olds, they, they don't want to see other jakes and stuff. So we just go with a lot of hens, a lot of uh, subordinate looking hens. We use that lay down hen a lot for maybe an X and we kill a lot of turkeys with a single lay down hen. It, j- just the lay down hen. You're not adding anything else. 
lay down hen or a, or a just a hen that's upright, you know, depending on the foliage. Like if it's short enough, the lay down hen works great. But if it's if it's tall and you need some height, then we put the the uh, HDR hen out, either the feeder or the other. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense because we did see a handful of jakes this morning with no reaction to a like a uh, I'd be like a three quarter strut jake and a lay down hen is what we were running with no interest. But we've had like reap some of the guys on our crew have done like a successful reap hunt on a turkey, but with us it's like it just seems that they're just non responsive. But but that makes a lot more sense than and also we're idiots too. You know that's why, yeah. we, that's why we have you on the. On the call, Mark. <laughs> well, you I mean, you guys are, are killers. I mean, I, and I think that's one of the things that makes your podcast so appealing is because you always play that card, but you're not. I mean, you guys are really good at what you do, both on the air and, and in the woods, and, and that's that's ad- admirable. And you guys get it done, whether it's turkeys or deer or whatever. So you're not idiots. You know that. So. Well, I don't know if we do know that, Mark, but uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you saying that and making us feel better about ourselves. Like, we have low self-esteem, and uh, hearing that from Mark Jury just helps a, just a little bit, you know? It, it, it feels good. Well, I mean, you guys are good. I, I, I think you're real good, personally. You're great interviewers, and, you, and you're, you're, you're sharp people, and you understand that this stuff isn't automatic. And that, that's what makes us all go back day after day after day, whether you're hunting deer or turkeys. Like, there's nothing automatic in hunting. It's, it's, it's all about, like, reading the situation and adapting and changing your tactics, whether it's turkey or deer or quail or what, whatever you're hunting, you know, or for that matter, your relationship, right? It's like, yeah. what's going on? What am I doing wrong? And what do I have to correct? It's all about corrective measures. And with turkeys, I mean, man, they're the ultimate chess match. That's why I love them so much. I mean, I, you know, and as seasons come and go, like you find yourself in a situation that you can relate to from your past. And turkeys are fairly repetitive in how they act and how they react to certain situations. But every season's different based on the dynamic of the population. Like, am I dealing with a bunch of old turkeys? Am I dealing with a few old turkeys and no other turkeys? Am I dealing with a bunch of two-year-olds? Am I dealing with two-year-olds with a lot of jakes? Am I dealing with old birds with a lot of jakes? And once you go through enough seasons, like the dynamic really is going to be the same from something you've already experienced. And you just have to draw on your notes or your mental uh, notes, if you will, from things you've done in your past. Yeah, that's a good point. And Mark, by the way, I'm sorry if like you can't hear these other guys talk. When they do, I'll try and hold it. I, we don't have it. We don't have the podcast stuff set up for the phone right now because we're doing mobile. But, but that that that's a really good point. What you're saying is uh, mental notes from the past, knowing the age of the birds, and and kind of the calculations from past experiences where you got on birds before, which is something I've never thought about. And, and I don't know if it's that I don't care about turkeys as much as like I do deer. Or it's maybe just a tad less interesting for us than whitetails, but um, some of the stuff that I don't think gets thought about as much as it would a whitetail or something with antlers or horns that might be a little more interesting. You know what I mean? Well, everybody's focus all year round is on deer, and then spring turkey hunting. Maybe it's just something you do in the spring, right? But it's a filler to me. They're more challenging than whitetails, and it's that population dynamic I was talking about. Like, 
right now we're dealing with a pile of two-year-olds and quite a few jakes and not many old birds. So that turkey that's talking the most, that's the goblin turkey that gets everything else stirred up, he might be the oldest turkey, but he may not be the most dominant turkey because he's alone, his age class. There's not many others of him. You got groups of two-year-olds bullying. You got groups of jakes bullying him. And in other seasons, say if it was a year where there weren't many two-year-olds and weren't many jakes, he'd be the, the boss Tom. And right now he's just not because there's too many young birds, at least where I'm hunting. That's the, that's the issue. But the dynamic changes based on the hatch. And it, it's not, it could be the hatch from two years ago. It could be the hatch from this past spring, but it changes all the dynamics. So it, it really helps to watch how many young turkeys you have each year and take notes of how many birds you're hearing, how many jakes you're seeing, and then pay attention to what that overall dynamic does to your flock. Because it, it is a drastic difference to how you decoy and how you call. That's really interesting. I feel like a lot of that gets overlooked. Like I didn't think about that, but and it's because I just don't know enough. And I don't even know how to age a freaking turkey. <laughs> yeah, Eric said I don't even know how to yeah, age how a turkey. You... But Brady and Chandler are probably the most uh, experienced turkey hunters in the in the flock right now, if you will. <laughs> and do you guys have that? Do you have you guys ever thought about that or anything as far as like the hatch from previous years? Well, I mean, we definitely noticed like. Um, We've definitely noticed that there's been a lot of a lot of younger birds because you know they're staying together. A lot of times that older bird's not going to be with a group of four other toms. Yeah. Um, but I did have one question for you, Mark. So I killed a bird, um, and I'm I'm guessing he was kind of the main, you know, lead bird out there. And I killed him the first sit, and then we continued to hunt there, you know, over the next couple weeks. And every bird that came out and saw our decoys basically just flared off and didn't didn't want anything to do with it. And, you know, we we had talked about, was that bird, you know, did they think that the strutter we had out there was that lead bird and they just don't want anything to do with it? Or, you know, was it basically scaring them off, thinking they're going to get their butts kicked? Yeah, they think they're going to get their butts kicked. Turkeys are all about pecking order. And there's a constant reorganization of that pecking order. So if they're a subordinate in any way, shape, or form, when they see another when they see another male turkey, they're going to go the other way. That's why I said we shifted early to hen decoys or to no decoy. A lot of times we just sat there and called them up and killed them. You know, and and that, that goes back to I started turkey hunting back in the mid '80s, and hell, I didn't have any decoys, so everything I killed, I called in, and and they came looking for a, 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 a turkey that wasn't there in terms of there was no decoy. But your calling strategy changes then, right? If you got decoys present, at least I call a little bit more. When I don't have decoys present, as that turkey's closing, I call less and less and less and make him come looking for you. Mm-hmm. Because if he can't find the decoy, I mean, hens move all the, all the time. When that hen's moving around, he's going to look and try and find her. He knows where he heard her last, and that's the point of, of uh, contact he's going to have with you is where he heard you last. So if you continue to call and you tell him where your position is, he knows that there should be a hen there, and he stops. However, if you quit calling at the right time and make him come looking – He'll walk right in your lap. Yes, yeah, that's good. It super, makes sense. It's super interesting. The dynamic of it, I, and I just haven't been that involved in turkey hunting really in the past or really thought it out, but 
Uh, and last year, Mark, we called you about the whole uh, the winds out of the east, birds gobble the least thing. Do you remember us calling you about that? Absolutely. We had an east wind today. They didn't gobble away the crap. It's horrible. And that's what, like, we kind of started to blame it on that. We're like, it's really not different than anything these guys have been seeing up until this point here in our area. But we must be idiots because you're not experiencing the same thing. <laughs> no, but no. You know, there's been mornings where we haven't. I mean, there have had multiple mornings where we never heard a turkey gobble. But there's been very few mornings we haven't killed a turkey. I mean, just going and finding them and looking for them. Like, I think sometimes when they don't gobble, people think it's a terrible day and they get down a little bit. And, I mean, turkey hunting's all about opportunism and when you get that opportunity making sure you close the deal and a long time ago man i mean i'm talking 80 82 83 a really really great turkey hunter told me he said i hunt like every second i'm about to kill one and i never forgot that and that is so true and just by hunting in that mode It'll, it'll tax you. It'll wear you down. But I hunt like that every single second of every day. Like, I'm about to kill one. He's over that hill. He's oh, he's past that tree. He's over this hump. He's down in this valley. If you constantly have that in mind, whether you set up the call or whether you set up your decoys, or whether you're just walking through the woods, like, just know that they're about to see you. But <laughs> like, you have to go through it with the interpretation that you're about to kill one in any single second and it'll make you a better turkey hunter it'll make you a better deer hunter too that's a really good point because i feel turkeys they rely on their eyesight is from my experience like if they're not going to smell you like a whitetail and if you do go with it in with that attitude it, one it makes you feel better about moves you make but two it's just in case like we got a little sloppy this afternoon moved over a hill like kind of skylined and there we were moved over got caught by a hen and we look over and there's a tom like in half strut all of a sudden on alert because the hens freaked out and we basically were were just kind of cussing ourselves about it like well now what the hell do we do like we just got to sit here now for a minute and see what's going to happen and then you know the hunt was over but you know you got to hear it out and see what's going on but yeah that's a good point like move through the woods every second like you're gonna kill one there your hunt went because you skylined yourself, right? If you'd have crawled over that hill or if you'd have used a fan to approach the top of the hill and then and then looked with your binoculars, you might have caught her before she caught you. And and I think that happens to guys all the time because their little head's the size of your fist and it's sitting there over a hump, especially in the Midwest, and they see you a hundred times quicker than you see them and probably a hundred times more than you ever catch them. <laughs> I, I have totally changed the way that i hunt in terms of approaching the tops of hills and stuff i'm inch by inch and i'm glassing every single second and i try to find them before they find us if they see you 10 times better than you than you see then you need binoculars and you need to be looking way out front or they're going to catch you every single time yeah it's uh it's kind of a shame (laughs) <laughs> we saw that and when that hen caught us we're like well this hunt's over but we, we still we sat it out just to see what would happen and, and just you just never know you, you could get lucky and and pull it off but uh man it's been tough we've we've been struggling a little bit to be honest we, but doug uh old mustache doug did kill, hey. he killed a bird this morning he reefed one with a shotgun right on man congratulations doug that's awesome thanks mark 
his uh, his mustache pulled off. We were trying to talk him into shaving it to get us some good luck <laughs> back, but he's not down to do it. <laughs> well, you just never know what kind of luck you need as a turkey hunter. I mean, it's it's I don't know. Turkeys to me are the ultimate challenge. <laughs> they're 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 so much tougher than deer. It's not even funny. That's funny you say that. I didn't expect I didn't expect you to say that of all people. Well, and it's it's their eyesight, man. I mean, it's all their senses. They're so much better. Uh, granted, they don't smell, but they can see and they can hear, and they're really finicky in the way they go about life. And it it's every day is a new chess match. Yeah, it, they're just less cool. I, I in my opinion, <laughs> they just uh, they don't have antlers. Bro, you don't want to hear my opinion. No chance. They are so much more. So much more enjoyable than a white-tailed deer. That, that's I, can, I can't believe I'm hearing Mark Drury say that. I, <laughs> like even over like danger, you'd rather kill a tom over danger. I would. <laughs> no, come on, Mark. You can't really. I love the turkey. I killed a turkey this morning, and I was sitting there shaking. We we okay. We set. We started out at daybreak, whatever that was, five oh five, five ten. We go to the first farm. We don't hear a single peep. We go to another farm. We hear one turkey gobble one time. And I tell Perry, I said, they're not gobbling. We're going to start hunting them visually. And I said, just forget it. They're not going to gobble. So we started just sneaking around, checking every single field. And finally, at like 10 o'clock, we come over a hump slow. I mean, it's totally barely moving. We see two strutters down in this hump. And we went way out of our way, got up there with them showed them the trophy toms which are, are uh silhouettes of two two gobblers strutting perry had one i had one and i shot a turkey at 11 steps and i was literally about to die i was shaking so bad <laughs> yes i'd take that every single day buddy that's crazy man that i mean i respect that like you're honest about it and you tell us that but man over a big giant 200 inch whitetail it that does surprise me a little bit to hear you say that and I'm not joking. I've said it for years. I love the turkey hunt. I like the deer hunt. <laughs> All right, man. I can't hate on you for that. I love it. I do like it, man. It's uh, I feel like it's a different perspective from than what we're used to interview. Especially like, I don't think pe- most people would not expect that from you. I mean, I mean, you guys have been cranking out turkey videos for since I was, was born, first, pretty much. Yeah, our first five productions were turkey, and that, I mean that's how we got into this stuff. Like. My first love and everything I did revolved around spring turkey hunting. I was a competition caller. I went all over the country, and I called competitively. I mean, that, all my buddies still to this day are those guys that I met when I was turkey calling and on on the on the circuit. And I mean, it it meant everything to me was turkey. I mean, deer deer came later. We deer hunted every year, but turkey was was our first love. Certainly mine. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's how Waddell got into it, and it's just kind of neat the way it all went out. And um, I remember you guys just posted recently, probably within the last month or two, um, like the old school introduction of you guys on one of your turkey videos of, you know, basically introducing you guys. And you guys were getting up out of the brush, decked out in camo, and it was like, it was like almost like you guys were getting ready to fight somebody because when you guys got up, it said, you know, whatever, whatever, turkey calling competition, and like introduce each person, like what championships you guys have won and all that. And to me, that was cool to see that you guys are reposting that old school stuff and the, how long you guys have been into it and the interest you guys have had and experience in the game of turkey hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where it all started for us. And, and if you look at those guys in that, 
that video, you're talking about the introduction to Sound of Spring. We produced yeah. that, that video in 1989. You look at Jeff Probst and Dale Whiffler and Randy Panic and all those, Keith Wallach, all those guys. I mean, they're still really close friends of mine. And they, they were back then just turkey killers and turkey calling, just extraordinary. And to this day, some of the best hunters I know are guys that, are so passionate about the sport of turkey hunting, they take it to the next level and, and they take their calling to the next level. I mean, it takes freaking unbelievable. It, it, I would I would liken it to the guys that are like the top 3D shooters now. You take a Levi Morgan, right? He has to practice unbelievable amounts. So back then, turkey calling was a huge deal. It still is to, to a big degree. But back then, I mean, I was somewhere every weekend for three straight months. I'd travel all over the country. There were contests all over the place. And uh, it, it just took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of focus to get to a level where you could actually, you know, perform and and, and win. And uh, I don't know, it just consumed me, and it, it still does to this day. I mean, the vocal, vocalizations and the vocabulary of the wild turkey are fascinating to me, and I, I'm always constantly trying to get better at calling like a wild turkey. It's crazy, man, the dedication that you have. Do you think if you went into a turkey calling competition right now, like, do you think you'd have a chance of winning? No. <laughs> really? No, no, no. There's so much more advanced right now than we were back then. And I, I kind of got stuck, say, in the mid-90s. I still sound like I did then. Uh, but you take these guys these days, Billy Yargis, uh, freaking Matt Van Sice. Like, there is nobody could carry Matt Van Sice's calls on a stage right now. No one from my era could, call his, could carry his calls on a stage right now. He's, he's a level that's... It's unreal. It's incredible. It, it's probably beyond what any what I could understand, or probably most of our listeners could understand. But uh, but hey, I just want to say thank you for for coming on quick and kind of just giving us some turkey knowledge and making us feel like everything we just talked about before having you on that is <laughs> wrong. And I love that um, because it's great because you have more experience than probably uh, we've been alive, which is. Uh, it's, it's great for us, but probably sad for you. It, it probably is sad. It just means I'm probably in the end, and you guys are just getting going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, Your it's word's a, not ours. It, you said that, not us, Mark. It's a, it's a weird time. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it just, I love the turkey hunt, and I, 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 I will tell you this. I have asked Taylor and Wade and Tracy that should I pass – I said, I want to be cremated, and I want my ashes spread at Hot Corner, which is my favorite place to farm there in Iowa, and I want them spread with some feed that the turkeys are going to scratch the feed and my ass into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That's how much I love the turkey hunt, and I meant it, and they will do it. That's crazy. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks. We appreciate you coming on, Mark. It does mean a lot that you do this stuff normally at uh, midnight, 1130 at night. And that you're just so willing to conversate with us, man. It does mean a lot. Dude, I'll talk about turkeys anytime. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, it's it's now we have our turkey palooza every year, and it's now turkey palooza tradition that I have to text you at like midnight and say, "Hey, you want to jump on quick?" And then you're always like, "Yeah, I'm cool with that." So, Kurt, Kurt, what turkey guests have you had on besides myself? Tell me some of the guys you've had on. You're gonna put me on the spot, and I'm gonna make a bunch of people feel bad now. Yeah, I'm trying That's to think. Of, much I'm it. trying to think of one. I'm not saying it that way. Like, I would love for you to have some of these guys on that I'm talking about. I see I what you're saying. 
They are turkey killers, and they they eat, sleep, and breathe turkey hunting. Get Billy Yargis on your show. Get Paul Butsky on your show. Get Cuz Strickland on your show. Get Jeff Probst on your show. Get uh, Dave Owens, the Penhody guy. I mean, all these guys eat, sleep, and breathe turkey hunting. Hell, the, the hunting public guys. I think they're they're really really good turkey hunters. They're killing them left left or right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this year. Get some of these guys that absolutely eat, sleep, and breathe it, and I, I think you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, man. There's there's a whole nother level to the turkey knowledge and expertise that I think it'd be great if you're you would tap into for your listeners. Well, I think it'd be good for our mm-hmm. listeners, but I think it'd be good for um, myself and everybody on the podcast crew and our community. So we'll have to, uh, I think I'll have to get with you on that and get some contacts and just start cold calling guys to do podcasts <laughs> during turkey season from now on because, um, no. go ahead. I mean, it'd be good. You take a guy like Paul Butsky, uh, any of these guys, I mean, they're just, it's a different, it's a cult. It is literally a cult. I started reading a book last night that Jim Castleter wrote. It's called The Grand Old Masters of Turkey Hunting. And I, I, I'm a history nut anyway. And he profiles like 20 people that were uh, very, very influential in the the calling of the wild turkey and calling devices and so on and so forth. But every person in this book has passed away, right? And I mean, every single chapter just had me more and more enamored with the history of all the things that went into turkey hunting and turkey calling. It's a hell of a book. I'll have to check that out then. It's the knowledge that's out there for turkey hunting just exceeds like, my interest at this point but it's like as i talk to guys like you that are so into it it makes me want to get more into it too because my main interest is antlers and then i talk you know turkey season's here and then all of a sudden i'm interested but then i get you on and then you want to make us tap into a different level beyond what we thought we could know and you know we kind of jerk around that turkeys are so dumb they're hard to hunt um but then Hearing you talk about it, it's like, wow, maybe there's a lot more to it yeah. probably than what we realize. So there's a lot to it. We might overlook really some are. Stuff. And and personally, I think like deer hunting, you get it quicker than you do with turkey hunting. Like turkeys are really really challenging, and once you get it, then you're like, whoa, this is a deeper level, deeper level, and this is really really cool. And once you get there, Kurt, I mean, I'm telling you, you will never go back. I mean, I turkey hunt 60 days a year, and I, I just I can't wait for it to – once it ends, I can't wait for it to start again. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm obsessed with them, and I've been that way my whole life. I love it, man. I think it's great. I think it's great. Well, hey, Mark. I, it, makes you, it makes you a better woodsman when it comes time to deer hunt too because with deer, you're sitting all, all the time. With turkey mm-hmm. hunting, you're constantly moving. So you're looking at – it's like – it's like the shed hunt that never stops, right? You're just walking, 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 looking, looking, looking. If you've got the if you've got the dirt, or if you're on public ground, or whatever it is, it's amazing how many things you see and learn when you're out there turkey hunting. So I think it makes you a better all around outdoorsman because of how much you're scouting as you're turkey hunting. That's a good point. You do cover some ground, and I feel like in Illinois you can only hunt to one, and normally yeah. we're burnt. At the end of that that whole hunt shift, I guess if you will, because we we either didn't have the action we wanted, so we start covering ground to make action. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd agree with you. It's uh, 
you think about movement a little bit different because they rely so heavily on their eyesight. Big time. Big time. You go, who the hell's looking at me right now? <laughs> right. right. Always being watched. And I can tell you, they're all looking at you. That's the thing. We spook so many turkeys we don't even know about. It's unbelievable. 100%. That's the biggest issue. They see you before you see them. Yeah, definitely. Well, Mark... Above the horizon. I, I appreciate you coming on and doing this call last minute late at night. Um, <laughs> you can go back to bed now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you loose, man. I do. I do appreciate this. Just calling in quick and and uh, putting up with the working class bow hunter bullshit. Uh, it does mean a lot. Anytime, buddy. I appreciate you having me on. I, I appreciate you guys. Well, I, we appreciate you. And just tell Tracy that we're sorry again. <laughs> Tracy probably hates us. Tell her we love her. And. Um, We'll have to call Taylor and Austin, give them some shit about not doing our podcast again, like always, even though we haven't invited them, but it's still funny just to say it. <laughs> Truth be told, this is a funny story. We bought a new house in West Des Moines, right? We closed on this thing, I think, March 31st. What is today's date? April 8th or 9th? April 9th. May. 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 May 9th? Sorry. <laughs> we missed them. See, that's how messed up my life is lately. This is the first night I've been in this home. <laughs> I did not lie to you. Oh, it is really. I swear to God. Well, I just you need... laid down for the first time. I <laughs> well, now I feel terrible. Get to <laughs> get get to your wife and and you know do your thing, Mark. Do what you, do what Mark Drury does. You know what I mean? Mark's gonna go to sleep. <laughs> That's why I'm here. So. I'll be back out after him tomorrow morning or uh, Monday morning. Well, get after it, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for doing this, man. We we really, really, really appreciate it. God bless you, and uh, my condolences again about your father, Kurt. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. I'll catch up with you this week. We'll have a we'll have a talk. So, okay, buddy. Take care. Appreciate All right, buddy. You. Love you, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. How awesome is Mark Drury? Yeah, yeah man. Nice good stuff. shit, man. He's a man. I didn't realize how uh, turkey driven he was he basically uses deer season to kill time until until, until turkey turkeys season. he it's he always said that like how interested he was in turkeys like how passionate he was about it but it's hard to understand it until you're like over danger which is like a giant 200 plus inch deer and he's like i like turkeys better it's crazy <laughs> it's that's, impressive that's nuts you need this charger back wade He's good. What about you, Austin? You like turkeys better? Uh, no, no. <laughs> it, it's, if, I, if I haven't felt horrible about my season already, and you just hear Mark Drury say, "Yeah, you guys just aren't doing it right," yeah. now I really feel bad. Dude, <laughs> it rubbed it. In, it just like set us into reality that like we suck. Yeah, when yeah. he said, "I've been um, turkey hunting since 1997," I thought I had some shit figured out, but I guess I don't. Yeah, when he said, uh, "Just use a hen," I was like, "Shit." Well, I've been doing that. Like I ditched the Jake. Still nothing, no. Well, I I had birds work in. We did that this morning. Yeah, dude. And, and, and <laughs> this, in our defense, in. like in the the working class bow hunters' defense, most of the time we're bow hunting. Okay, mm-hmm. so a lot of times we're not running and gunning. Ninety five percent of the time we're bow hunting, yeah. using a lot of the same <laughs> techniques that Mark's using as a gun hunter. You know, it, it it does change things where you have to park it and sit and wait. And have that bird work into that exact window to get the shot. I mean, yeah. we're doing some things a little different, so it does make it tougher. But yeah. um, and to add to that, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I probably need yeah. one. Um, I'm gonna to, pee in. To I'll add to that, one. so using the hen, um, bow hunting, you know, probably from a blind you can get away with it. Um, if you're trying to just do it natural blind, or whatever off the ground, 
man, it's hard to get drawn with a hen because that Tom's, you know, he's going to be hard to get him in a strut. Yeah. Hard to get him in a strut and everything. When you put a Jake or a strutter out there, he's going to strut to it. And then he's either going to fight it or whatever, which gives you time to get, get drawn on him. But with a hen, like, I don't know how you do it. I had that exact problem last week. I had uh, two hens set out. Like Mark said, we had the, the laying down hen and then a feeder. The bird came in off the roost, right into the decoys. I'm with a recurve, no blind at 13 <laughs> yards. Bird comes right into the decoys, but he won't strut. Like, everything has to be perfect to make that work. You have to have that bird strutting, get his fan, you know, hiding his head to draw, and he never did do that, so I yeah. never even drew on him. I yep. mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of angles to that game. And we talk. Well, everyone likes using the Jake and stuff because it, it speeds up the process usually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it's awesome when yeah. it works. Yeah, you know, Tom sees a Jake from 200 yards, and he's like, no, not up in here. No, not up in here. Not up in here. This is my domain. So, I've been watching my quite, house. quite a bit of the hunting public lately, and I'd say 80% of their stuff is no decoys at all. Yep. They're they're running and gunning. Um, they're going after birds, and it's it looks like chancy, everything they're doing, but it's paying off. Oh, All dude, right. that, that's hunting? what I'm saying. Like, with a gun, I love not using a decoy. Like Mark said, it makes the bird come and look for you, mm-hmm. whereas, the, you know, it doesn't give them a decoy to dial in on. But when you're bow hunting, like, you need something to pinpoint mm-hmm. that bird right in yeah. front of you in that exact window. And yep. when you're gun hunting, yeah, you can – you want that bird to come and look for you, but when mm-hmm. you're bow hunting, you need them pinpointed in that exact location. Yeah, maybe we're on that, that two-year-old bird mark. This year, and yeah, that's what I'm wondering if we just got a bunch like, of young birds. That, yeah, which I don't. I don't know why we would. It's not like we killed all I, the old birds. I've got six or eight farms with a diverse age structure well, of birds. You I don't mean, have to kill them. You just got to have Illinois predator laws. Yeah. Well, and turkeys only live up. for how long? I mean, they don't get that old. Yeah. No. I, I mean, don't know what the lifespan. is. I want to say it's like seven. Uh, like I think a four, it might be four or five year old birds getting old. Like okay. that's an old bird. I yeah. think. And basically, the predators get them by then, and, and that's why their lifespan's short. Yeah. So a two year old's like killing a four and a half year old buck, roughly. Mm, I'd say it's like killing a, a two year old. A, a two year old's like <laughs> a two year old. Yeah. Really. A three year old's like four four year old. Fuck for, me, a, right? for a four-year-old whitetail. You don't yeah. fuck turkeys, dude. They're not that cool anyway. <laughs> hey, my guy. Eric. That's my guy. My Eric. guy. Eric's like, finally. Hashtag. Everybody's on my page. Yep. You guys have finally. <laughs> I just uh, picture like the whole time Mark's spewing that knowledge and Eric's just, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be a no for I'm me, I'm not dog. retaining this. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sounds like a little much for me. Yeah. Not not, not my wheelhouse. I will no. say Eric was my cameraman this morning. I, I could use... The whole vibe was, I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> I sat there for about, I don't know, an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm over this. I don't give a flying fuck what happened. Dude, I don't what, give a what's shit. so wild about turkey hunting to me, though, is, like, when it works, it works, man. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's so fun. It's fun when and, it works. And it gets you in that, in that mindset of, like, man, this, these turkeys are easy. And but, that's, yeah. and that's the, I think, why my hatred is so high for turkeys because I've never had it, it work. It doesn't work. I've yeah, never yeah, had it work. Once. Yeah. But it, it did that really didn't work like who no, who, who you been hunting with Doug oh well <laughs> well, okay. well shit fuck <laughs> <laughs> but this asshole was like oh yeah I go he'd go out no first weekend and first no. hour you've and only been, you've been hunting for like two three years oh, bullshit it's just weird to me how sometimes man it, it just looks so easy they come in perfect yeah. and then other times they're just kicking your ass and you can't figure out 
what you're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, but like Mark said, I mean, you got to do different scenarios. I mean, if something's not yeah. working, change it up. Adapt. Right. Try different stuff. Try different decoy setups. Yeah, but like Austin said, you know, most time we're using bows. That makes it tough. And you got to you got to pinpoint them somewhere. Mm-hmm, yeah. You can't just that uh, definitely adds pick up a, and move an extra angle to mm-hmm. the whole game. And you're doing, you know, you're trying recurve, being all natural. That's yeah, that's pretty serious stuff. Add, add, add organic. A <laughs> organic. That's what I'm, you call a raw dog. I'm trying to move the other way. I'm, I'm going to just <laughs> trying start to raw using dog shotguns. He's only. trying to Peter Parker. <laughs> raw dog birdies. <laughs> Austin's like, yeah, I figured this out. We're going to try something else. Next, we'll be throwing spears at him. Ninja uh, stars. Blow dart, dart, blow dart guns. guns. Yeah, blow when, it, when it comes to turkeys, I'm not claiming to have anything figured out <laughs> these fucking birds. Well, <laughs> I mean, especially after talking to Mark and – Hearing his experience, like turkey calling champion back in the day, oh, and all dude, this stuff, yeah, and he's, he's just so, like he's dialed. Well, like we go in, our monotone is like, you know, whether we like it or not. I mean, it is what it is. Well, we're talking, we're we're kind of negative. Our, our general WCB consensus on consensus on turkeys is, you hear that slur through I just did <laughs> is negative towards turkeys. Like our attitude is negative from the start because they're assholes. Yeah. Well, we we suck as people. You are, and it's not our fault. <laughs> oh, we're the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm the asshole. I'm not an asshole. Listen, Doug, it's time to take responsibility for our own action. Revelation, goddamn. It's us, not the turkeys. You know what I mean? Nah, fuck them. Eric, <laughs> thoughts? You are an asshole. Well, I am an asshole, but I still fucking hate turkeys. <laughs> I love it. But I feel when you throw Mark's perspective into this as being such an OG in the yeah. mm-hmm. industry, you have to appreciate it on a different level. Yeah. Because the guy is so just <laughs> fascinated by birds after killing several 200-inch deer. Yeah. Turkeys are still probably more so on his radar, judging by his attitude. That's impressive. Mind, that's that's impressive. mind-blowing. And, and I don't know if we just caught him. During turkey season, so it's more. But I, but I think if Marjorie tells you, as I, I enjoy turkey hunting more than anything else, yeah. it's probably the truth. Well, and like I guess I can kind of see it. And I've talked to a lot of people that started turkey hunting. They're like, "Man, I like turkey hunting more than deer." Okay, well, don't get me wrong. Turkey hunting's it's a blast. Like when they're working, they're responding to you. You got to be vocal. You know, deer, you can grunt and do that, but it's not the same. Like it's not the not, same. Um, so like just that rush and like. You know, with bows, you're sitting there just waiting, and the adrenaline of that bird just coming in, you're like, all right, I got to wait for the perfect time to draw. Yeah. And, you know, deer, you kind of do too, but um, it's just. It's a little different. I, well, I think with turkeys, too. I think turkey hunting is more fun, yeah. but I would much rather have a 200 inch deer on my wall than a. For a, sure. A ten, 14 inch long. Here, here's my perspective on birds. I like that we have turkey palooza because we all get together. We hunt like, yeah. to, with buddies. Yeah. And yep. it's kind of like, man, should we go after it? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> what? Yeah, let's go. Let's, what else are we going to do? Let's make a move. Whereas a deer, I'm like, nope, let's give them some time. I'm going to back the fuck yep. out. You're more methodical with deer. Yeah, I mean, you got to hunt the wind. You got to yeah. all that stuff. Well, also a deer, like, you're going October 1st till, you know, January. Turkeys is a month. Yeah. And turkeys are our. And it's like well, not they're in the rut. Yeah, Illinois is a week. Yeah, done. Yeah, yeah with the tags are set yeah. up. Illinois is not great for being enthusiastic about hunting turkeys. <laughs> well, if you're a landowner, you're fine. You if you're a landowner, you're fine. Right? Yeah, like Chandler, you get Illinois got Irish mentality for turkeys. Yeah, <laughs> Illinois is just kind of <laughs> like turkeys suck ass. Yeah. yeah, you get a weekend. Don't have fun. Fuck them if you don't get. Here's it. your fi- first season. 
Monday, Friday, take a day off. Yeah. Here's your $200 you. tag for a non-resident. You sounds sick to so me. you can hunt for three days. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. As a non-resident, you have to buy that and then apply for the season. Yeah, you have to apply. You have to, and that's the worst thing. Like, if you apply for, say, like, this is fifth season, which fifth is last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so. Like, when's fifth season? Wednesday? Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, I think the 13th is the last yeah, day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Thursday, I think. Yeah, then it's done. It's yeah. over. Like, if you apply for fourth and draw and you don't kill, you don't have the option to come back the next week and hunt. Yeah. No. Right. It's over. It, You're done, son. What's, yeah. a, what's a non-resident tag cost for Illinois? Um, Is it like 160, 170? Yeah, you probably got just over 200 after you buy the stamp and the, and right. the actual hunting license. I yeah. tried getting one for Iowa last year, and it was like, Two hundred something. Yeah, it's like it's a yeah, it's it's pushing two hundred. Kentucky's yeah. about the worst, man. Kentucky's like a two hundred and forty dollar tag. Really? But oh, cool thing with Kentucky is, and I don't know how they have it structured, but you buy your tag, you can kill a bird, and you can kill one bird a day in Kentucky, and I think you can kill possibly up to three. You just really? can't kill on the same day. But I think for a non-resident, you buy your two hundred something dollar tag. And then it's like another ninety for another tag, and then or something like that. But you can get up to three as a non-resident. I'm almost positive it's two or three, but I think it's three. No kidding. You just can't kill on the same day. The Illinois just has that like, yeah, you can hunt here, but you, you know, <laughs> not for very long. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the weather sucks. Sorry. Illinois is doing the whole shoulder shrug. Like, mm, you just hey, sorry. Well, not only do you get only three days to hunt, but you can't hunt past one either. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty restricted. So you get like. Illinois is just like eat a good it. lunch and shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. That that one p.m. is a dumbass law. I mean, yeah, it is. I, did, I did read a rule. I was going through the stuff when I was buying my tag, so you can't shoot a turkey out of the roost unless it's after seven. After seven, yep. yep so yep. if that bird just wants to stay in the tree, blast him. <laughs> you just sit there and wait. Eat shit. <laughs> Hit him with a slick trick or a three and a half. And now we wait. <laughs> And now we wait. Here it is. The half leg. Just watching, <laughs> just watching the time. Well, what do you yeah, think, boys? Fucked. Is that a podcast right there? Yeah. Turkey Palooza 2021? Yeah. yeah. I would say that works so. for me. Wrap it um, up. Let me do this. Doug? Yeah. Give me a review on Turkey Palooza 2021. Uh, for me, it was good. I mean, Friday morning was wild. That was probably the best morning I've had. How many gobbles season. did you hear? Holy shit. I don't know. 200? Until they hit the ground. No. Dude, Friday morning until 9. Really? It's gobbles. Gobbles, gobbles, gobbles. And then... Yeah. Uh, they just didn't like what you were saying. No, they did. I mean, <laughs> they did come in. I had an opportunity. And uh, a bifter. And then a bifter oh, again. Biffed it. Biffed twice. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I got I, I killed turkey, so I'm happy. Persistence. Eric, like Mark give me said. a review. We have some good turkey well, nugs. My review is I gave him my best, you know. I was the cameraman <laughs> for Doug for a couple hours, and then it's <laughs> about all I did. Yeah, you were successful. <laughs> I was successful, you, yep. You had a lot of beers this I weekend. drank a lot of beers and a lot of whiskey. I uh, you, you cut achieved, up some mushrooms. You achieved your goal. Breaded the mushrooms. Eric, hey, I got to say to everybody, Turkey Palooza, you killed it. I, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you are that. Successful. I appreciate hey, that. absolute murderer, savage at best. Yep. I yep. really, I really <laughs> was huge dick. This morning, I really wanted a, a Tom to come in and not wake him up and just three and a half inch and wake him up. <laughs> you should have just done it anyway. The, I, yeah. Everyone, everyone said that. He's like, yeah, because I was on his 
right side, which would be the gun side, <laughs> about a foot away from him. So if he would have blasted one while I was sleeping. Oh, man. It just started Oof. blasting. I was going <laughs> to Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's busting. Gross. Oh, Gross. My, my bad, my bad. Busting, not blasting. <laughs> or bussing. Bussing. Just started busting them. <laughs> the, kid, the kids say that now. Brady, Turkey Palooza. Turkey Palooza. Well, um, it's always interesting when I come out here. You know, it's about a six-hour drive for TJ and I, and obviously we talked about it before. TJ had a family emergency, had to go home, so put a little dampener on things. But, you know, hanging around you guys, it's never boring. And uh, really appreciate you, you know, Austin and Ross and everyone for, I mean, these places that we come out here are just amazing. So uh, we don't have anything like that in Indiana. So thanks for that. Appreciate it, man. Um, you guys got to stop making fun of everyone because they get too drunk. I mean, it just happens. Hey, I it mean, is you can't control it, it. And also, we need to work on our sleep schedule a little better because we need a little more sleep. Yeah. This whole yeah. like five hours and two days thing is it's wearing <laughs> on me. Why does well, it get light so early? <laughs> well, you guys are an hour ahead. It's bullshit. Well, it's, it doesn't uh, get light at home till like six oh five, and here it's like five oh five. So you're crawling out of bed super early, and well, yeah, it's, and it's well, even worse when you get back to when you're <laughs> sleeping at two o'clock in the morning. To yeah. our defense, this is a palooza, um, which is by definition an exaggerated event. Oh, we okay. exaggerate it, yeah, a <laughs> lot, I mean, a lot, yeah. I got a turkey print cut in the back of my head. <laughs> We haven't talked. We haven't. We haven't posted any of the pictures yet, have we? <laughs> I got one. I'm posting. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who, who, did you cut that in yourself? I wish. I wish I was that time. Talk about it a little bit. I had awesome my. Well, I had my barber cut a turkey track in the back of my head for this event. That's that's what we do. It's turkey palooza. Dude, I'm getting that's that done next do. year for sure. I'm not. I am. We, we drove the limo here today. I drove and Kurt rode in the back. <laughs> Just me, by myself. Well, that, that's <laughs> One what, person That was the funniest thing. Like, I seen your Snapchat, do. Kurt. That was uh, You guys were in the limo, you know, getting ready to come over here. And all of a sudden, just two of you walk in. I asked, I asked Chan, I'm like, was it just you guys in there? He goes, yeah, it was real weird. <laughs> I was in the very back of the limo, and I was trying to talk to him. And I was like, what am I doing? So I, I, moved, to move up. I moved to the front, back where that like, sliding window divider is. Right. My point being, it's Turkey Palooza. It's an exaggerated event. Right. It's like, don't hate on us. Because we have a limo and rode in with one passenger with a driver. How funny would it have been if like, you're trying to talk to him and then Austin just puts the, the window up? I did. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> well, I had the cooler of beer right there, so I just grabbed a shandy out. Because usually when, usually when we take the limo out, it's like more than two people. Yeah, more oh, than yeah. one person in the back. But listen, yeah. I had luxury. I grabbed a line of kugels out of that cooler, the Grizzly. And I said, God damn, that's a cold beer. VIP. And I drank it by myself. You just you enjoyed enjoy it by yourself all the way over here. Why wouldn't I? It's Turkey Palooza. <laughs> like, listen, I'm on top of the food chain at that point. I'm in you the limo are. and someone else is driving me and I had a cold shandy <laughs> up ice. Does it get any better than no, that? You already I'm won. in a 97 Lincoln luxury or whatever the fuck they call it. It's a diamond edition. Ex- executive. Diamond. Diamond. Executive. It's an executive. And diamonds are forever. Wall, wall, baby. What? Hey, people's off. champ. <laughs> Dude, Kurt, champ. before we close this thing down, I do got a story to tell. You gotta, you guys got to hear it. So Lay it on me. You ready for it now? Yeah, well, should we get Scotty's? Yeah, cents? let's get Scotty's. I mean, Scotty's like barely around. 
Scotty, tell us. Give us your two seconds. He kicked my ass in pool tonight. <laughs> the One guy time. pops the clutch on some pool hoppers there. <laughs> yeah, sharking it. Jumping balls. and My boy. <laughs> yeah, kids were, like, blown away by it. You're just sinking <laughs> balls in them like they're cloacas. Just, like <laughs> just nonchalant <laughs> flicking the hat. Yeah. Um. What about Turkey Palooza? <laughs> yeah, what's your thoughts on Turkey Palooza? Hey, just everything in general, your thoughts. Uh, Turkey Palooza. Turkeys are dumb, but they outsmart my dumb ass, so they're a little bit smarter than me. Um, I'm just saying, we got diplomas. They got cloacas. How we, how we yeah. listen? Yeah. <laughs> cloacas. We win. I've seen them mount a hen decoy for 15 minutes and not figure it out. So, <laughs> Hey, listen, it's a more efficient design, but when your brain is, like, really small, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like if my brain was that small and I had one hole to put it in, I would probably be able to figure it out. Either. <laughs> There's no holes. There's no holes. I can barely figure it out either, so I tell my wife. But That's why God designed I... them that way. Just one hole. Just <laughs> yeah. make it easy for them. Yeah. Somehow I get it there. I don't know what it is. And oh, by get it there, you figure that out on your own. Kurt, what are your thoughts on Turkey Palooza this year? First of all, I'm, my thoughts are not letting Scotty finish his thoughts. <laughs> I didn't. Ha- I didn't really have much. I mean, it just he doesn't think much. Tonight. He's just here and he's quietly, yeah, having a good time. Came over and quietly dial up, drank up, and hung out. And you don't. You want to know my thoughts? Yep. I think it's a damn good time. It is a good time. Here's why it's a damn good time. I like going out with my buddies and hunting because I like. Like I'm serious when I hunt, but it's nice when you don't have to worry about how you hunt in the long term. Like if there's a 200 inch deer, I'm not going out with two more of my buddies. And saying, mm-hmm. fuck it, let's just go after it. Like, yeah. I'm not doing that there. Like, I'm more going to call my buddy on my way there on my game plan yeah. to make sure my game plan's in place the way I think it is. Or the call after. Exactly. With a bird, it's like, let's go. Yeah. Well, let's, let's give do, this a shot. Let's have some fun. If it don't work, it don't work. We'll find another one. And that's the beautiful thing about bird hunting. As much yeah. as we joke around mm-hmm. and we're sarcastic about fuck turkeys, which, by the way, fuck turkeys. <laughs> <clears throat> but not really fuck turkeys because we're spending quality time with good, good people in general. Like the, the type of hunting we did, we wouldn't do this type of hunting during deer season because no. we take that a yeah. little more seriously. This right. is good, good times, good people, good times. And if there's anything I've learned in the last three weeks of my like shit show of a life that's happened is that don't take moments of having good times with good people for granted yep. because mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're here for a very short time. And honestly, fuck the longevity of life because it, it's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You think it is. It's not. Have fun while you're here and go after it and just have a good fucking time. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's yeah, really what it boils down to. Yep. Just have mm-hmm. a good time. And I think and I, I probably will still lose track of that in my thought process, but I will do my best to check myself back into that. And I encourage everyone to do that and everyone on the podcast to do that. But – Let's have a good time while we're here. Live it up. And I think it's better to live it up while you can than to plan for the long term. Because the long term could be over tomorrow. Hey, yep. mm-hmm. and Car- that, yep. Carpe diem. Everything you just stored away for the long term doesn't mean the a goddamn thing. That's my Jake so, this morning. <laughs> that, that's, that's my favorite thing about Turkey Palooza <laughs> is that I feel like we are saying, fuck the long game. We're having fun while we're here. That's kind yep. of the consensus yeah, of yep. it. Yep, good and, times, good people, good drinks. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing about it, man. And in a summary, that's what I got to say about Turkey Palooza. Oh yeah, but that's I do want to hear your story, Brady. <laughs> Let's hear your story. It's pretty wild. So basically, 
it was opening or the first day we hunted and tj didn't kill then we went to one of my farms we got set up basically hit the call two times my bird had must must have been working in behind us and we didn't know it and i killed him and we were actually trying to double because there's a lot of birds on this farm so I kill them, and we try to be somewhat quiet, take a few pictures, you know, high-five, all that stuff, and then we hop back into our little setup, and TJ's hunting. Well, we get this bird to come in behind us, and, you know, he's he never really gobbled. Can I interrupt real quick? Okay. You killed your bird. Do you let that bird lay where you killed it? No, we we went out, you know, took pictures, and we tucked it in behind us. Okay, I didn't know it could, okay. Yeah, I mean, realistically, they'll probably just come jump on it. But right, yeah. that's, your, that's what I was weird. getting at. Yeah, it's that nature's decoy. We do that <laughs> for dove hunting, right? Yeah, leave doves out in the field. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we get this bird working twenty yards behind us, but he's we're on an in an island of trees looking over a hayfield, and he was he won't gobble, but he's spitting and drumming like some of the most insane spitting and drumming I've ever heard. Yeah, and just back and forth behind us twenty yards, and we're you know our necks are broke looking behind us. And finally, he's like, all right, I'm, he's going to do it. He starts circling us. Next thing we know, here comes three jakes running, run this bird off. And we're pissed. Like, we're going to wage war on jakes here soon. Yeah. And uh, we ended up having, I think there was three jakes, three toms, and a couple hens come running through, like right through our setup, basically. And it was it was weird. There were so many turkeys and everything going on at once. And, well, about, it was probably 40 minutes later. And we can hunt till dark, basically, until sunset, not the 30 minutes after. This bird comes back in behind us. And it's funny because he looks like a jake. He's got a full fan. His beard's two inches long. And then he's got, like, four stragglers that are, like, ten inches long. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened to him. Um, anyway, we we looked at the time. We're like, all right, we got ten minutes. And this bird's at 15 yards just behind us. And he comes in. And for some dumb reason, I had set a hen decoy. We had three hen decoys and a Jake's uh, quarter strut. Mm-hmm. And I set this hen decoy, like, where we couldn't shoot. We could barely see it. But And he comes in. We got ten minutes of legal light. He hops on the back of this hen and just going to town. I'm not – for 15 minutes. Like, it goes on past legal light. He's on this hen. And we're like, gosh, dang it. Like, you know, we can't even shoot. Yeah. So we're watching him. He finally gets off that hen, and then he hops right back on her. And he, another ten minutes, probably. And then he gets off her, walks over to the next hen, hops on her back. And by then, we could shoot it, but, you know, it's past legal light. Yeah. So we're just filming it, whatever, and kind of laughing. He's 12 yards away. This is a Jake? No, this is that Tom with, uh, like, the little weird Jake beard. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird Jake beard. Like, he's just like, heck yes, I got all these girls here. I don't All this cool Laka. Yeah. He's not leaving. Right? And, uh, How could you turn it down? I couldn't. So we watch <laughs> him. And Hell, he, I would. So Hell, I would. So as he's on that hen, we watch other birds from the same field fly to roost. And hens, toms, jakes, whatever, all fly to roost. They're up there gobbling their faces off on the roost. He's still going to town on this he's hen He's going decoy. to pound town. <laughs> and uh, we're, like, laughing. Well, then he, get, he gets down. The jakes, you know, right here, walks a big circle around the jake decoy, hops on the third hen, and just – Pile driver, man. I mean, he is having the time of his <laughs> the life. Hammer, and, <laughs> yeah. and we're laughing. By the, we're talking just like we're talking right now, out loud. And he's still going to town. He's 15 yards by then. No shit. TJ gets his phone out, plays like some "I'm making love" music, plays yeah. it out loud, like volume all the way up. Snapchats it, and that bird just still on top of that decoy, <laughs> just going to town. And like, I'm not kidding. I had no camera light. It's it's 40 minutes after the legal light by now. 
All the other birds are in the tree almost shut up by then. He's still down there. Still out there. And finally, he's like, he hops off, and I'm like, he's going to go to roost. He starts walking and whatever, and I film him. And he flies up, and, like, it's just pretty dark in the woods. You can't really see where he landed. Flies up into this tree. I pan over to TJ, and we're talking about, like, that was funnier than hell, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're like, we're going to come in here tomorrow, same setup, and hopefully we can pull that bird in. And as I'm filming TJ, like, you can hear it in the background here. A freaking bird fell out of the tree, man, from 40 foot up, straight <laughs> on the ground. He fell out of the freaking tree. What? <laughs> Exhaustion? I, I think so. I mean, he just went like three rounds. <laughs> his, his legs couldn't handle it. He went, he went too hard in the paint, you know. <laughs> so, Did he die? Well, it was like dead silent after that. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And we're we're dying laughing. And he had a heart I'm like, dude, when we come in here tomorrow, like, if we don't see that bird, we got to go. See if he's laying on the ground. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it knocked him out or something. <laughs> I mean, you fall 40 foot to the ground. It's gonna... Yeah. And so the next morning, <laughs> we get in there super early, get set up, decoys out. And it starts getting daylight. And birds yeah. are gobbling. And I'm like, looking. I'm like, what the hell? I pulled my binocs. There's that bird. There's a branch that sticks out like 10 foot off the ground. And he's sitting in that branch. Like, he hit the <laughs> ground. He's like, I ain't doing that again. I ain't going that high again. <laughs> you got the shortest got branch you could. You got 10 <laughs> foot up on an oak. <laughs> and he flew down. Uh, dude, he flew down 20 minutes before any other bird. Right out back to these hens. Stayed away from the Jake decoy. And he's Ready just strut, strutting around the hens. <laughs> no shit. But he, he ended up. We had other birds come in and run them off again. And, and to finish that story, the last day we hunted there, we were making fun of this bird. Like, he's a... It's something's not right. Like he, he just bred hens. He's telling all his buddies about the three way he just had. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. falls out of a tree, and you know the next day he's ten foot up and stuff. <laughs> when we leave that evening, it was Sunday evening. We go out past the road, and there he is. You can tell because he's got that little short beard. Yeah, he's out there with three hens of his own, just strutting his stuff. Like he figured it out, man. I can oh, handle that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, really, we thought this bird was dumb and just something was wrong. But he's he's a pimp. He was the duck guy, Doug. I was just saying, I call that bird Doug. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Just knocking out DSG girls like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Damn, bro. Just like, what's up? <laughs> what's Damn. up? It's rough. Mustache? Huh? What's I'm up? Ru- I'm roosting low, too. You want a free pass to ATA? <laughs> Let's talk. Oh, I'll man. make copies. <laughs> I'll make Falling copies. Out of the, I can get you one, but I'll make a Falling copy. out of the top <laughs> bunk of the bunk bed. <laughs> Doug's making pirated yeah. ATA passes. What's up? You got a cheap Airbnb? I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> you want a sketchy-ass Airbnb to stay at? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Maybe don't okay. come this way. Roost low, man. That's awesome. That's a good story, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've, just, I've never heard a bird fall out of a tree. He just love struck, man. Just flop, 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 smack. Yeah, like it was a big crashing sound and that had to fucking hurt. Uh, I bet it knocked him out. Well, yeah, like, that's why he was 10 feet up in the air the yeah. next day. He woke up at like 2 in the morning and was like, <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> Flew up to the first that was a good He day. just went right up to the lowest branch and called, <laughs> yeah. called it a night. I guarantee he was heading to that tree up high. Just gonna be like, I'm going to tell all my guys. Like, I just had a three-way. It was it was wonderful. Wait till they hear about this. You yeah. guys won't believe this. Some <laughs> random chicks. And they're sitting in the trees like, I had, rom- an idiot. I had romantic decoys. music in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's a bunch of plastic down there. I remember, just... I remember TJ sending the snap of like the romantic music in the yeah, background. Yeah, like it was loud, dude. That was like, completely out scenario, loud. Scenario. Let me see. Hey. He's all hot and bothered. 
Yeah, it was wild. I'd never. But yeah. some of the things you see in the turkey woods, man. Bless his heart. Crazy, you know? crazy. <laughs> Sweet guy, but. <laughs> Is that all we got? Turkey Palooza 2021. Wrap it's it been up. real. Uh, the podcast has been real, real, real. It's we had we had our ups and downs and all arounds. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, boys. Get my first Illinois bird. Hey, congrats, Dougie. Thank you, Doug. Thanks for uh, it's supposed to pour rain tomorrow for our full second day of Turkey Palooza. It's not looking great, but we might get out and try and chase some birds. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think see. you should. They look really pissed off in the rain. We'll go after it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp. Alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.